All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Show your host Will Marotti. Matt Sorais is our master of ceremonies at the master control panel. Just telling Matt, I I couldn't be happier on a Monday morning. I was so uh, so pleased with the games yesterday. But before we get into that, I want to talk about something else. Um, I I talked with, uh, and I'll talk about this later in program. I I I talked recently with a uh, a school counselor, a school psychologist. And with a uh, speech pathologist works with kids, and uh, and and this isn't just two opinions. This is this is widely held uh, throughout the education community. It may be talking about it, but it, it, it's obvious that this uh, this pandemic and and the way it's been handled has just been devastating. Certainly for loss of life, it's been devastating. But the the inability to find the proper balance, um, particularly with kids, and then the inability, and and maybe this is an indictment on the whole society, the inability of us to recognize people when they're in crisis mode. Um, This is a story just happened yesterday. Former Miss USA. Um, died after they say start falling from her high rise in New York City. Police were called to a Chelsea Christ Midtown apartment on seven thirteen a.m. Paramedics were also called, but the the twenty nineteen crown winner was pronounced dead at the scene. And with the investigation underway, police believe that the former Ukraine who lived on the ninth floor jumped to her death. Um, suicide, and suicide is. In many many groups, particularly ten to thirty-four, ten uh, year old, thirty-four year old is skyrocketing, and directly, directly as a result of the pandemic, and 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 potentially as a result of the mishandling of the pandemic by the government. And so, I just want to pray for folks that um, have uh, are struggling in that way. I'll pray for folks, uh, families who've lost loved ones in that way. It's devastating, debilitating, and. Um, Kids that are, you know, I mean, how, how, how can you be a kid and, and contemplate suicide, right? I mean, how, what, what is going on that, that this is, this is be, becoming more prevalent in our culture and our society? I just, I can't accept it. I, I can't believe it. So as we approach the 9-11 moment, I think this is a great time to, to call out to God for uh, some help here, and particularly with these problems. So let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, Creator of, of all things, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, 
loving us. Thank you for blessing us and and giving us mercy. Thank you for your patience. Lord, we want to pray uh, this morning. We do pray this morning for all uh, of those people who, for whatever reason, have succumbed to the lie, the, 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 the illusion that somehow ending their life is the right answer. And um, not just for this, this young, promising, talented young woman, but for, for, for teenagers and for kids and for adults all over the country, Lord. And we want to pray for comfort for their families who've, who've sustained such losses. And uh, our kids, our kids who are being used as pawns and experiments with masks that are questionably effective and the result and the damage and the harm that's being caused to our children. We want to pray, Lord, that this virus would be eradicated to such a degree there'd be no more discussion about masks. There'd be no more discussion about mandatory vaccines that we would move ahead and get on with life and the people that are standing in the way would be moved out of the way by retirement or some other natural cause. We we cannot sustain this damage long-term, God, and so we need your help. And again, we pray for our children, teenagers. Pray for our first responders who arrive at those horrific scenes. Protect them emotionally, God. Police, firefighters, EMTs. Thank you, Lord, for all the DOT people, state and local, that did such a good job handling this this, this storm, Storm Keenan. Uh, give them some time of rest, recuperation, as they get ready for the next storm, wherever that is. And help us today, God, to speak in truth and accuracy uh, as best we know how. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? I ought to get a universal amen out there, out there right now. You ought to be everybody saying amen to that prayer. Um, so yeah, so she, uh, earlier today shared a, a, a picture of herself on Instagram. May this day bring you rest in peace. Um, you know, and, and amen. And, and as it is most of the, a lot of the times, and I, and I know this for a fact, a lot of the times, here's what I think is true. I, I, I this is anecdotal information, but I think the people that talk a lot about it are generally not going to do it. And I think the people that don't talk about it are be able to do it. Uh, a lot of times people are shocked. Oh, we, there was no signs. There was no indication. You know, there were, well, maybe there was, and you just didn't recognize it. I don't know. Uh, um, but, but, you know, obviously this is a person of some, of some consequence because she was Miss USA. That's a big deal, right? You would think of Miss USA, you got the world by the tail, right? Young, attractive, talented, well-spoken, I mean, you know, you would think, wow, who, who who like that could have problems, right? Wrong, wrong. Who knows what she was st- struggling with? You know, I know people that are very socially, you know, the, we I call them social butterflies, people that really need a lot, a lot of personal connection. This has been a very difficult time for them. They haven't been able to, to get that social need, that social connection fulfilled. And... Uh, But talking to the, um, the 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 school psychologist and talking to the speech pathologist recently, um, 
this, you know, again, this is anecdotal because we don't have time. We haven't had time to do studies yet. We don't know. Not enough time has transpired. It could take years before we have studies on this. But their, their impression, and, their, and this is, they say this isn't theirs alone. It's shared by colleagues. Their impression is that kids are struggling and, and, and going backwards. They're, they're regressing <clears throat> wearing masks. Behaviorally, here, here's what I was told. Fourth graders are acting like second graders. Second graders are acting like kindergarten kids, behaviorally. In terms of, of their ability to, to learn, it, it's common. It's, this, isn't, this isn't made up. This is common knowledge. Kids need to see facial expressions and mouths moving to learn how to say words, to articulate, pronounce. that uh, It's all part of the learning process. And, and that's, that has largely been taken away from for the last two years. So uh, I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't have uh, <laughs> answers to this, obviously, but I, I do think, I do think that it should be rethought. I think the masking in school Universal school masking is detrimental to children. I think it's detrimental to the society. And and I and and when there's no solid there's no solid evidence to support it. <clears throat> Apparently, even the media. Now this was this just uh, this appeared a couple days ago on Reason.com. Reason.com is a libertarian uh, website and uh, and NBC, uh, NBC News correspondent Heidi Prisbala tweeted a report uh, that implied that COVID, COVID spread was 62% higher in districts without masks. Well, what she didn't say, that the report was over a year old. What she didn't say, the report was pr- reported by a television station that didn't necessarily have the correct data. And NPR media correspondent David Folkenflik pointed out that this isn't new for these kinds of reports to come out. And, and over time, they don't hold up. Now, now the, the, the reporter, Prisbala, to her credit, acknowledged that she had made a mistake. But again, it goes to, it goes to show the bias of reporters, the bias of politicians, you know, you look at a, a local board meeting, right, and where it's a mix of Republicans and Democrats. All the Democrats are wearing masks and none of the Republicans are. I mean, this has gone so political. I mean, it's, it's so beyond science at this point. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's frustrating to me. It's frustrating to me that, that this is this has totally gone full-blown political. There, there is very little science involved at this point. Uh, look what's happened in Vermont. For instance, now Vermont had the highest vaccination rate in the country. Eighty percent of Vermont's residents were, quote unquote, fully vaccinated. Ninety five percent of residents over 65 fully vaccinated. 
And as it says in the CT Mirror article, Sharon Varney says, and yet the supervax state had not proved impenetrable. Record high resident, record high COVID cases in Vermont. I know my brother lives up there. He's telling me about it. There was a big student protest last week at George Mason University. Historic renowned university. Students protesting. Why? We don't we don't trust the administration. They tell us two weeks to flatten the curve. They tell us if you take your vaccine, you won't you won't have to wear a mask anymore. If you get vaccinated, you can live life as normal. None of it's true. There are mandated vaccine requirements at George Mason and mandated mask requirements at George Mason University. So, you know, again, and I've said this so many times, I just wish, I just wish people would just come out and say it. Government people, Dr. Fauci, who should retire before he does any more damage to the country. Just come out and say it. We really don't know. We don't know. Can't tell you what's going on. Can't tell you what's we 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 have ideas. We can we can we can speculate. I mean, clearly the vaccine is. We have the numbers. We see the statistics. Clearly, the vaccine is reducing hospitalizations. Clearly, the vaccine is reducing in many people severe symptoms. <clears throat> or is it? Or is it? You know, it's hard to prove a negative. Let's say people didn't get vaccinated <clears throat> and they got Omicron. And and the absolute, no question about it, no, no doctor, no scientist, no virologist would argue this. The vast majority, the vast majority of people that get Omicron have lower uh, uh, death rates, and are are less symptomatic, less severe symptoms. No question about it. In fact, this is published in USA Today today. USA Today, January thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Just in January, in the United States, there were thirty three thousand eight hundred cases of COVID. January this year, there was one hundred and sixteen thousand. So not as many, but a lot. You know, a lot. <clears throat> Deaths in January 30th, 2021, 2,641. U.S. deaths to COVID, COVID-related, however we're going to say it, in, in January 30th, 2022, 406. Massive. Massive reduction. So you have to say to yourself, I mean, you know, obviously Omicron has proven to be less less damaging. So you say, well, what would have happened if all the people like Omicron hadn't got vaccinated? I don't know. Can't prove that because it didn't happen. So we assume that the vaccines uh, have been more therapeutic in the sense that they're reducing severe symptoms, they reduce hospitalization, they reduce deaths. We assume that. But but that you know, it it's just so much kabuki theater with this thing. It's it's really it's really frustrating to me. When when we know we know that there is other there are other damages being done, other harms being done, particularly to children. All right, we're gonna take a break. Couple commercials. We'll come back. Open the phone lines. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Hear about the Prime Minister of Canada, Mr. Trudeau. They had to move him to hiding. He's he and his family had to move to a a, a secure location because of the mass protests in Canada. 
I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that when we get back. Uh, and, and your calls. Give us a call today. Love to talk with you. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. All right, welcome back. Uh, 926, we're going to go to a call. Um, <clears throat> CDC reports that between the ages of 25 and 34, Twenty-five and thirty-four, um, suicide is the second highest cause of death. Twenty-five to thirty-four, um, and suicide rates among teenagers on the increase. Let's go to Brian in Plainville. Hi, Brian. How you doing? Good. How you doing today? Good. Good. What's going on? I kind of wanted to change off of the suicide topic, and uh, I found out from a good friend of mine last night. His sister had a big fentanyl addiction. She had previously had a stroke from the OD and then doing drugs again. You know, the fentanyl, she ended mm -hmm. up basically being with fluid on the brain and, you know, not being able to do much. Mm -hmm. I just think that's something I almost like I'd like to. What was that? No, go ahead. Oh, I'd almost like to plead with the listeners to talk to our politicians. This is a, it's a deadly scourge. I mean, you saw what happened in that elementary school or high school or whatever it was in Connecticut. They need to stop the fentanyl coming in from over the border. Mm -hmm. I no, mean, I, just, right. I, I, mean, I hope everybody got, can get You've got fun. a drug problem among people. You've got suicide among people. I mean, it, it's dangerous to be a young person right now. It's and dangerous to be does, under 35 year old, years old right now. What it also does to the families is just horrible. It is. It is. And, and I, you know, and I don't know, we recently had a suicide in our family, and, and I can tell you that the effects are are devastating and debilitating. And I will tell I, you I, that I, I don't know, that. having dealt with families who've lost kids to drug addiction, a very close friend of mine has had a son die of drug addiction, drug overdose. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know which is worse. I don't know if there is a worse. Yeah, you know, thank you for your time. I just hope people really can bring that to the government's attention, letting all that in over the border. Well, a lot no of folks reason. are talking about it, Brian, but not a lot of actions being done about it. So thanks for your call. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, fentanyl is a problem for sure. Uh, you know, the 13-year-old dies, had 100 bags of it in his possession in his house or his bag or whatever it was. I mean, it's crazy. But But suicide is just so, so devastating because, you know, if it's a car accident, if it's a heart attack, um, if it's if if it's a drug overdose, at, at least there's something to point to in a sense of, and, and not that that's any better, but I'm just saying it, it's emotionally. I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want to I don't want to discount the pain. I think it's emotionally. better to process than when someone takes their own life. And only people that have gone through that can 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 just testify to that or speak to it. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Stay with us. Will Marotti Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is uh, 
exactly. 937. Hey, um, I think we dodged a bullet with the storm, right? Um, at least in, in the central part of the state. We did not nearly get as much storm as earlier anticipated, although uh, New Haven got pretty pretty whacked and, and uh, farther east in London. I don't know. I think uh, as I was home in Wallingford, I think maybe eight inches. The drifts were deceiving because the wind was so so heavy um a lot of drifts um so i i i think it was difficult but eight in, i think i'd say it was eight inches and i and you know it was readily cleaned up we had church yesterday so it was good 800-966-9842-860-522-9842 uh just, just in a happened to notice this category okay I, we we could talk about it but i just want to point this out um germany has an incredibly restrictive gun control law. Um, one of the most one of the most stringent in Europe. Well, I guess it didn't quite work because this morning, two German police officers were shot and killed on a routine traffic stop in southwestern Germany. And um, I guess I guess the criminals didn't get the memo. I guess the guys that had the guns were like, oh, you know, we're not supposed to have these, and and use them to kill police officers. I mean, isn't it, right? So I mean, just just a point. Gun gun control. You know, why we feel common sense gun laws? Common sense gun laws. Criminals do not follow gun control laws, and there are so many guns in the world. There's more than ample black market uh, supply, uh, supply that criminals can get guns. Surprise, surprise. Criminals can get guns? Yeah. So when you hear you know, you hear people in the United States talking about common sense gun control, we already have common sense gun control laws. So this, this is yet another, another way to strip the population of its constitutional rights. And, and we just need to be be aware of that because it doesn't work it doesn't work and it's not necessary because we already have common sense gun laws um here's a good story now you might remember seeing this a year or so ago on the news there was a, a gym in new jersey called atlas gym and it was not only was it targeted to be closed i mean they were they were going after it they were padlocking the doors and i mean it was Owners were arrested, charged uh, in July 2020. Co-owner Frank Trombetti was charged with fourth-degree attempt and obstruction and violation of a disaster control act. Um, they said they'd give free memberships to, to get folks back in the gym. I mean, they were trying everything to save their business and function. And and the and the New Jersey government was doing everything they could to stop them. Well, I don't know. This is this is might be a cool thing. I don't know how qualified. I don't know what his background is. But one of the owners, co-owner Ian Smith, announced yesterday on Twitter that he's going to run for state rep, uh, uh, Congress. Congress. He's going to run. He's going to seek to oust uh, rep, uh, Representative Andy Kim, a Democrat, oddly enough to represent New Jersey's 3rd Congressional District in Washington. 
Well, he certainly he certainly has a, a a wealth of information to speak on regarding government overreach, doesn't he? Um, wow, that's I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. I again I I'm I always congratulate everybody that runs for office because it is it is it is not easy. It's a full contact sport. I can only imagine in Jersey. It must be brutal. Politics in New Jersey must be absolutely brutal, and and there's no way around it. Um, you know, this is this is another just because I saw I saw it story. Not that I was all that, um, but I am curious. I, I'm. For, let me just say on the record, first of all, full disclosure, I don't like cats. I had a cat growing up. I don't like cats. I like dogs. I'm not. I'm not really a cat person. I think cats are devious. However, having said that, I do want to hear from cat owners this morning. There's a story here, and I, I don't know, Connecticut, uh, coast-to-coast food storage uh, shortage is, is stressing pet owners and shelter managers in Connecticut. Julie Ann Diario of Berlin describes her frustration buying food for her four cats, Smokey, Hunter, Jerry, and Monkey. <laughs> See Cat, dog owners don't cat owners come up with crazy names for their cats dog owners are a little more conventional online prices are skyrocketing supermarket stock up beginning of the week if we don't get there right away and people get there and by the end of the week you lose out and the shelves are empty and all that's left are the flavors and brands that which according to the article quote suck uh diario said her her experience uh, various explanations of the shortage which is not affecting dog food as much as feline cuisine i'd have to say i haven't, I haven't seen any dog food shortages at all so my question to you is have you do you, are you a cat owner number one and have you experienced this is this is this widespread throughout the state are you experiencing cat food shortages here in connecticut she says it's very frustrating i hope and pray things get back to normal soon animals are our family and i know that i'm listen i had we had a cat 23 years old frisky growing up and, and I love the cat it was, it was childhood cat uh, I just as I got older and wiser I made I made other choices and so and we had a, we had a cat for many years before our dogs <sighs> the, the, the coronavirus pandemic related supply chain bottlenecks along with worker and ingredient shortfalls are driving shortages according to the pet food Institute a trade advocacy group based in Washington, D.C., U.S. pet food makers face unprecedented transportation and infrastructure challenges, Institute President and CEO Dana Brooks said. At the beginning of the pandemic, the production of human food was widely disrupted, which affected availability and cost. Animal-based ingredients used in, in pet food says are, are also being disrupted, Brooks said in a prepared statement earlier this month. So what is your experience? Can you say, yes, this is true? We're having a problem finding the, the, a variety of cat foods. Um, variety of cat foods. I don't know. 800-966-9842. 860-522-9842. Let's hear you cat owners. we have any cat owners out there? Do we have any cat lovers out there? I know I have one working for me. 
And it's like, you know, it's like they're all the same, right? Cats and dogs, they become like your kids, right? I mean, I, I get that with our, with our beagles. I, was it cold? The beagles didn't even want to go outside. They'd go outside for a minute, do what they had to do, and then they're, they're screaming to get back. Screaming to get back. Oh, my gosh. 800-966-9842. 860-522-9842. Do you prefer cats or dogs? Easy question for a Monday. Do you prefer cats or dogs? I'm a dog person. Others might be cat people. I, I respect cat people. I do. I have no, I have no, like Democrats. I respect Democrats. I don't, I don't necessarily like them, but I respect, <laughs> gosh, that's not true. Uh, cats or dogs? I don't know. Let's, uh, uh, let's see. Let's see if we have some cat lovers out there. Um, like I said, I know I've got at least one in, in the office here, uh, my office at, uh, at, you know, at church. Big, big cat lover. And I don't, I don't hold that against them. I, I don't hold. If you're a cat lover, I do not hold it against you. I, I question, I question what it is about cats that you prefer, or if you prefer them over dogs. I don't know. I will say this, I will say this. Cats are easier to take care of than dogs. Dogs are more like kids in the sense that, and particularly like like pack dogs, like beagles. Any pack dog, very social. Got to spend time with them. Cats, you put a box down some litter, it's done, right? Dogs, you got to take them outside or let them go. Out, let them, if you have a fenced in yard, you let them, whatever. Dogs require more care than cats do. So from that perspective, I understand. I understand why um, people like cats. So let's go to Talon and Leanne. Talon, welcome to, uh, Leanne, welcome to the show. Hi there, how are you? Good, good. What's going on? Um, well, we have four cats in our house. Uh, they all belong to individual people in the house. My daughters all have their own cats. Wow, that's, that's patient. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, yeah. Um, to answer <laughs> yeah, one oh of your questions <laughs> was that, yes, we love dogs, too, but my yeah. husband and I cannot agree on keeping the dog in or out permanently. So we don't have one. So let me guess. We the husband wants to keep it out permanently. Yes. And, and you don't. Correct. Is that right? Nobody else in the house wants. Yeah. yeah. So, and about the cat food, yeah, the shelving is just completely cleared, wiped out uh, at all our local grocery stores. So the first time, I had to order from Chewy. You know, we've been using Chewy a lot, and and I don't, I didn't at first, I wasn't sure, but you know what? <laughs> it's there. Uh, we haven't had any shortage problems. We order the food; it shows up when it's supposed to show up. So. I guess that's four cats. My goodness, Leanne. Yes, and they're named Snuggles, Simon, Salem, and Stella Luna. Do I do I do I get catch, catch a, a pattern there in the first letter of each name? You do. You do. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad for your cats. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. Have a good day. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to Weathersfield and Matt. Matt, what say you about cats? Pastor Will, you're talking to a guy who hated eating cats. So I meet my wife. She's got a cat. Cat hated me for about a year. And <laughs> one evening, we're watching TV in bed, and this cat gets on my chest. I'm going to claw my face off. And I didn't know what a pur purring cat was like. This cat starts purring. I look at my wife. I say, what is he doing? Is he going to claw my face off? She says, no. no he start she's starting to like you. And from that day on, that cat and I were bonded like a man to a dog. It was the most beautiful thing. Totally changed my opinion about cats. Uh, Sally, that cat, passed away. Me and my wife now have three cats, and they're all like dogs. They're so affectionate. 
it's, it's amazing. It's, a, it's one of the best kept secrets among being a guy is that cats are just, they're, they're wonderful. Wow. Okay. I mean, I, again, I, I, I don't know. It's just a personal thing, I guess. Hey, it yeah. took me, buddy. After it took me a lifetime to yeah. change his opinion. But you've you've uh, you've warmed up to the cat. What's the cat's uh, name? What that? What'd you say? I'm sorry. What's the cat's name? Our our current cat. Oh, the cat that changed my opinion was called Calico. Our current okay. cats are Sammy, Kitty, and Jerry, and two of them are strays. We just showed up at our yard. I brought in a stray one time. Believe it or not, I found it at the front door of the church years ago. Took yeah. it home. We had her for 19 years, 18 years. Yeah. Yep. I'll yep. say this. Cats take a little while, like a dog. A dog will yep. love you from the beginning. Cats take a little while. You have to earn their their love. But yep. once it happens, they're, they're yours. They're like you're a good, dog. Good to go. Good to go. All right, Matt. I'm going to take you. your word for it because I trust you. Let's go to Chris in Coventry. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I have two cats. I have two Bengal cats, and they are the most intelligent animals around. And um, with cats, Mm -hmm. you have to gain their trust. And after you gain their trust, they'll do anything for you. Really? Yes. I've had cats. We used to be a breeder of golden retrievers. Yes. I love dogs. Yes. We bred and showed them. Yes. And um, I I just love the cats. The cats are so loving and so... They love you unconditionally, yeah. and they're not judgmental. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of how I feel about my beagles. They they just they just love to be loved, and they love love to love you back. And it's a lot yes. of work, though. It's a lot of work. So anyway, um, well, once well, okay, you, Chris. Once you, well, once you train them, yeah, uh, then it's no longer work. They just use their litter box, and mm-hmm. they love you, and and that's it. Well, that is easy. I wish I get the beagles to use a litter box. That would be very convenient. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't figured that one out yet. Chris, thank you for your call. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, James and George, we're gonna take a break. A uh, couple commercials. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. Eight hundred nine six six nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Are you a, a cat owner? Do you favor cats over dogs? How, are you finding it hard in Connecticut to purchase cat food? which is what this MSN.com article is saying. And it's saying it's about Connecticut. So I don't know if that's true or not. I I don't buy cat food, so I don't know. And we use a a mail order system for, uh, you know, we order dog food online. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Stay with us. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Are you a cat owner? Do you like cats? And really, the question is, are you having a hard time finding cat food on the store shelves in Connecticut, as this article is indicating to us? Let's go to Windsor and James. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Go ahead, James. Oh, okay. You're on. Jim. James, you're on. I left for my job in Springfield, and I had to stay at my security job overnight. Okay, I, I don't know what we're talking about here. Let's go to uh, Stephen Nogatuck. Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, good to talk to you, Will, uh, Pastor Will. Uh, I had a question with you. Uh, what's with feral cats? How come they're so antisocial? They're not trusting. They've been they've been abused. They've been they've been uh, you know mis- mistreated or not tr- not cared for. You know. 
because my sister's taking care of a feral cat now who's showing up at her door. Yeah. This is up in Watertown. Yeah. And she puts the food out for it, and he comes to eat and stuff like that. But, boy, he shoots off, shoots right off after that. Well, when, when I found the cat outside, literally outside the church door, of course I fed it and gave it water. I did that for a couple of days. Cat kept coming back, and I just said, you know what, I'm just taking it home. But it was a kitten. So we, we got the, the little feral kitten. And, and brought it home. And again, I think we had it for 18, 19 years. So it was, it was turned out to be a wonderful animal. My wife loved it tremendously. And then, um, you know, it, it died. You know, well, so I'm so, so glad I got to speak to you, if at least for a minute. Um, I did want to run that feral cat thing by you because it was a mystery to me. Yeah. yeah uh, but, I, I think it's lack of uh, care. I just, you know, they're just not cared for properly. Now, can a dog come up? Could a dog be brought up the same way to become a feral dog? I suppose there's there are wild dogs. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what we see a lot is the, uh, the 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 coyote dog breed. You know, the mix mixture of of coyote and dogs. There's a lot of them around. Um, but I think I think cats are easier to take in and care for than in that situation than dogs would be. Steve, thank you for your call. Let's go to Bristol and Mike, former home of the Bristol Red Sox. Hey, Mike. Hey, Pastor Will. And you got to remember that uh, you don't own the cats. The cats train you. <laughs> like kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly like kids. But I've been doing that uh, grocery delivery thing to make some side money. Yeah. And that article isn't wrong at all. I no, have photos sure. on my phone of literally the stop and shop here in Bristol, West Hartford. All the stores are pretty much bare of a lot of cat food. Dog yeah. food has slightly more, but it's nuts. And they're just now catching up with the human food. You know, it's it's funny because uh, I go to, like, Wallingford. Stop and Shop is my, my store in Wallingford. My wife goes to ShopRite. We're a, a two-family store. We're a divided family. But um, I, I've not noticed. Maybe I haven't thought, looked at it because I never go to the cat thing, right? So I only go to dog stuff. And when I need like biscuits, you know, little little milk bone things, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm going tonight to the stop shop. I'm gonna specifically look in the cat food section, and and, and I'm gonna take some pictures and share with everybody. Well, so. I noticed a lot of the a lot of the stores like in Newington where they yes. tend to have a bigger population that goes to that one store. They tend yeah. to be out of like a lot of meat, a lot of everything, yeah. especially animal food and diapers, stuff like that. Well, I mean, it so makes sense. It, if you're out of regular food, you're out of animal food, I'm guessing, right? I mean, I know they don't yeah. necessarily the same way, same place. But I'm going to I'm gonna check it out, Mike. But but, but I think uh, – so you're saying the article is accurate, that, that, that we're, we're having a problem with, with pet food, but cat food in general? Not everywhere, but where the populations tend to be higher, like Bristol, Hartford, yeah. Newington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I noticed a lot of the small places, there's a couple places in Terryville, Thomaston, mm-hmm. that specifically deal in just animal feed. Yeah. Those places tend to be really well stocked. Hmm. You know, also there's a, a tractor supply in Wallingford. I'm going to go there and just take a look, see how tractor supplies hold out. Mike, thanks so much. Appreciate the insight. All right, we're going to take a break for commercials and the news to come back. 1006, Steve, Steve Bucci from the Heritage Foundation. We're going to talk the latest on the Russia-Ukraine tensions that now a lot of folks are getting involved in in one way or another. We'll talk about how the United States is getting involved when we return. Stay with us. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.